0: Hello and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there's one thing that I know for sure, it is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship, of coming together to be of like mind and heart and spirit, to worship you with our time, with our minds, our hearts. In our bodies and our souls to lift you up and glorify your name so that you may receive the glory for all that you have done for us are doing for us and will continue to do in the future we thank you for the gifts that you have given we thank you for your your mercy and grace and your unfailing word uh, your cloak of peace upon our lives and the strength that you give us to go through any challenge, adversity, thing that we face. We know that in you, God, we are more than conquerors. Father, we ask that you use your servant to deliver your message, your word to your people on this day. This we ask and pray in your precious Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today I want to talk about powerful permanence in a temporary uh, world as, as i mentioned <clears throat> last sunday uh, by appearance the level and degree of loss uh, as of late seems to be uh, uh, staggeringly high and and we are witnessing up close and personal the the stark difference between what is temporary and what lasts forever there there's a cliche that says nothing lasts forever forever. Uh, This is a correct statement when referring to things of this world. It is, however, entirely inaccurate as a statement in reference to all things eternal uh, reflecting uh, or relating to or of God, uh, Christ, and, and the Holy Spirit. We know that is eternal. Uh, it's not temporary. It it does last forever, as does God's word. So today's text is taken from the book of Isaiah, uh, thought to be written by one or more prophets, but not clear on on which. Uh, at least they're they're not named. Um, while much of the preceding text in Isaiah before the part that we're going to cover spoke of d- uh, distress and and captivity and, and and burdens, this passage speaks more to Uh, comfort for God's people as uh, light during cloudy days and the drying up of tears in the the deliverance from their troubles. So I'm going to uh, read from Isaiah uh, chapter 40. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 from the NIV. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 1 through 8 from the NIV. uh, Verse 1 in chapter 40. Comfort Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight, what shall i cry all people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field the grass grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the lord blows on them surely the people are grass and in verse 8 the grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our god endures for ever. And and so today's title topic is God's Promises Prevail. God's Promises Prevail. So I'm I'm going to assume that you know God, or at least know of God. Uh, We know from studying God's Word that He made promises to humankind, uh, 7,487 to be exact. Rounded up to 7,500, but 7,000. Um, then, so we know that we have God, the creator, the omnipotent, uh, all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. We, we, we know that God has given us promises, and we know that those promises will prevail. So to, to prevail is to be widespread, to exist everywhere. God is omnipresent. To appear or occur as the most important or frequent Feature or element to to be or prove superior in strength, omnipotent, all powerful God to succeed, become dominant, to win out. We know that, as, as we spoke on Easter Sunday, God has secured the victory over the enemy's rule over earth through the saving sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. So we understand that support and comfort in in, in times of trouble that comes from God. Support and comfort in in times of trouble as as believers in God, having a close relationship with him, uh, beginning with the acknowledgement of sin and the accepting of Christ into our lives. We are assured that we are never alone, left up to our own power, uh, or strength or devices to, to deal with our struggles. It, it, it may feel lonely at times. We, we, we may feel isolated, uh, confused, and, and dare even to feel abandoned. But know this, uh, God is our strength, our shield, and our protector. He, he looks after us when we cannot, restores us when we fall, heals our wounds, and feeds our souls. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 and 2 from the Amplified, I'm going to expand on this and read uh, again for Isaiah 40, verses 1 and 2 from the Amplified, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem, and cry to her that her time of service and her warfare are ended that her punishment is accepted and her inequity is pardoned that she has received punishment from the lord's hand double for all her sins so so this is a a proclamation of of god's mercy towards his people Double at times because sometimes God's people actually refuse to allow him to comfort them. God's will is that his people be comforted even during the worst times. So conviction of of God's will should be conveyed by his shepherds, followed closely with uh, the words of God's comfort knowing that god will heal our wounds bind our brokenness and light the darkness uh, away light the darkness away i'm thinking of a of a football stadium and if you were to turn off uh if you were to leave every light on and and you had darkness inside of a shoebox and you went down to center field that 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 light it would, would you know overpower that darkness right um Conversely, if you turned off all the lights in the stadium, you put a little flashlight and a little shoebox and you went center field on the 50-yard line and you opened up that box, you would see that light in that pitch black stadium. Light always, always supersedes, overcomes, suffocates darkness. And we could we can see that then as a parable, as as a metaphor, if you will, of God's light, God's strength, God's power. Just takes a little bit to knock out darkness, despair, hopelessness, defeated feelings. Feelings, not truth, feelings. Um, Knowing that God uh, will heal our wounds, bind our brokenness, and again, light the darkness away. God's provision and um, uh, providence matter far more than, than what our feeble eyes may see. We may see ruin, but God sees redemption. We may see destitute, but God sees aptitude as he is capable and empowers us to be our best. As as it says in in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we may see failure, but God sees our faith and adversity as a way to grow our faith. We may see destruction, but God sees resurrection of our faith of our lives. We may see death, but God sees eternal life, life with Him, free from the pain of this world. So trouble lasts only for a season. Our laboring is not endless, uh, nor are struggles permanent. We can be assured that as God's people, we will one day enter into rest. Our troubles will one day cease, and we should rejoice that our sins have been forgiven. So grace, when under pressure and light when enduring darkness. When, when times get tough, when when we're up to our ears in, in difficulty, when our backs are up against the wall and we feel like we've got nowhere else to turn, how are we going to, to get through this? More than effort, our, our efforts expended before we get to this place is in, in, in being repentant, and exercising our faith, prepare us to receive the, the favor that God has for us—favor and favors. So think of righteous li- living as paving a road, one that is well-lit for you to use when you need to escape, escape the adversary. <clears throat> In other words, you don't want to find yourself staring at a uh, nine feet of thicket with a dull machete in your hand when you need a, a quick exit or or an escape from from a crisis. So let me be very clear uh, about what I mean, what I'm implying here. Some people pray, repent, and trust before they need God to help them through the trouble while others only find the time to pray and worship, to call on God when in the midst of trouble. That's the only time. God can and, and often does deliver his people in, in both situations, but the difference is in one approach over the, the, the other is very relevant and significant. It can mean the difference between maintaining the, that peace that surpasses all understanding versus becoming completely unraveled and having to start all over by picking up the scattered pieces of your faith, of your peace, of your joy, and of your comfort after they have been strewn about like debris from a massive tornado. You have the free will, the ability, the option, where you get to choose in that scenario. In, in 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 Psalms chapter five, verse twelve in the Amplified, it says, For you, Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous, him who is upright and right standing with you. As with a shield, you will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. So know that you have the protection of the greatest protector, warrior, defender there ever was, is, and ever will be. We should be cautioned, however, that to ensure the impenetrable protection we need to be behind the shield not in front of it not to the sides of it and 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 not underneath it what does that mean it means paying close attention to how you are living uncompromisingly righteous to be steadfast in your convictions to be immoral in your immovable in your moral standard to be immovable in your moral standard, to be fully committed to both having the mind of Christ and walking with Christ, to refrain from picking and choosing what you will uphold and what you won't as a, as a matter of personal preference. This, this works, I can do this, but I'm not, not so much on that. Not the way it works. Avoid then trying to justify behavior that is beneath your moral standard that you profess and have committed your life to. Not one word of this is to say, be perfect. That is not possible. We are not perfect. We are imperfect. Uh, our, our flesh is was born in sin, of sin, and, and has a tendency to seek desire and be susceptible to it, right? These words are intended to say that we should keep our eyes, our hearts, and our minds and bodies focused on the things above, worshiping, being reverent, honoring, paying homage to God, with them with what we have been given. We have been created to give God the glory. We aren't created for our own selfish desires and needs. What what purpose would that serve? Right? So if we've been predestined, preordained, if if we have a purpose in our life, if we have, if we, if you can't find any other purpose, understand that you were created with the purpose to worship God so God gets the glory so that He can help a fallen world, a world a wicked world, a deceitful world, a vile world, right? That is being celebrated today. And, And that's nothing new. What we're seeing in the way of sin today has been happening for a very long time. It is simply being more visible because it's easier to see. There's social media. There's so many different outlets. But it's nothing new under the sun. Solomon said that a long time ago. Another message. Another day we want to refrain from focusing on the actions and behaviors of others to make ourselves feel less bad or guilty about our our own shortcomings living a righteous life a life that is pleasing in god's sight is a full-time fully committed effort in in the ham and egg breakfast the chicken contributed The pig was committed. Be committed with your life. We we, we see in this verse redemption, deliverance, and eternal life. We know that there will be difficulties in this life, but no matter what they are, how looming they may be, how impossible they may seem, our God is greater. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 4 and 5 from the NIV. Every valley shall be lifted and filled up, every mountain and hill shall be made low and crooked and uneven shall be made, and the crooked and uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough places a plain, and The glory, majesty, and splendor of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together from the mouth of the for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So understand that you might be in a low place, but God will lift you up out of it. You may be facing a mountain directly in front of you, but God is able to level it flat. Things may feel like they're going back and forth and and side to side at at a dizzying pace, but God can straighten things out. The, the bumps in the road may feel make, make, make making your teeth chatter and, and your head hurt, but God can make that path as smooth as silk. In time, his time, God will reveal himself, his power, his strength to make it unmistakable that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, reigns and rules above all and all others. So our role in this is to prepare. Prepare for His divine power in how we live our lives. Prepare for His divine love in our repentance and remorse. For our sinful nature and and wrongdoings. Prepare for His divine rule by our righteousness, righteousness, moral living. Prepare to receive His divine blessing, the leveling of our enemies, and the adversity by our behavior. Conviction, commitment, faith, praise, worship, and thanksgiving, along with positive anticipation i know that i know that i know i don't care what it looks like i don't care what it feels like i don't care what it seems like all of these senses that i have are meaningless i know that my god the god that i serve is more than capable of leveling of removing of making straight plain and smooth And i'm going to prepare to receive that the the more scary the more difficult the more impossible it may appear the stronger we believe i know that i know that i know and you're not going to rip my faith from my cold dead hands that conviction, that commitment, removing every obstacle and obstruction from God's path so that he may light our path from darkness to light. And by the way, how we treat our fellow man is a big part of that equation. In Isaiah 48, in the Amplified, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the Word of our god will stand forever we are best served to know that we are here on this earth but for a very short time we may have uh, won a, a round of, of king of the hill but never forget the objective of that game that is to clamor and claw over others leaving a trail of carnage and push the person on top off you may be on top only for a season. Our lives on earth will one day come to an end. That, that is for sure. Only God knows the time and the place, but rest assured, this body we live in, this, this meat suit, will perish. Humans are, the, as it said, the fastest decomposing mammal on the earth. From dust we came, from dust we will return. This housing of our soul and spirit, will one day cease to exist. So, like the the grass and the flowers, it is God who gives us life as he does in us, right? And like the grass and the flowers, that life, so vibrant, full, complete, and present here on Earth, will one day become a distant memory, perhaps, depending on how you live, even forgotten. But our soul and our spirit that lives inside, that are tenets inside this, this body, will go on to live in eternity, as in forever. Our eternal home has already been picked out bought paid for all moving expenses and living expenses paid in full don't have to pay a dime we are the ones who must decide where we want to take up eternal residence that is wholly and entirely within our control as the path the road has already been paved forever is a long, long time. And, and, and in the case that you're doubting, I'm not sure I'm into this whole God thing, this whole living, righteous thing, I, wouldn't it be better to be 1% right versus 99% wrong? The stakes are high. This, this, this gamble, if you're doubting, is a winner-takes-all gamble. You have already been declared the winner, shown the hand of every player holding cards, and having in your possession the winning hand. Your one job, your one role, your one responsibility is to play the hand that you have been given. To do anything less is and in itself an unspeakable and completely avoidable travesty what will your legacy be that is within your hands within your sphere and influence of control understand this god is always with you fear not god is always in control doubt not god is always good despair not god is always watching falter not. God is always victorious. He will not fail you. We are saved by grace, not effort. We receive the gift of eternal life, not because we deserve it, but because God loves us. We find our way to the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We have been redeemed, restored, and renewed because we Repented. God is forever, and forever will He be. Forever. God, we, we thank you for this Word. We thank you for this, this time of fellowship. We thank you for your permanence, the permanence of the promises made, of the love, of the mercy and grace, of the favor that we can benefit from. We are thankful that you are not a man that you can, that you will not. It is not in your nature to renege on the promises that you have made, that you will not take back the gifts that you have been given, that you have given us in terms of salvation, in terms of redemption, that all we simply need to do is accept, to respond, to embrace, what you have been given, what you have given us, what you've made available to us free of charge. No pre-qualifications other than being human. No high standards for entrance to meet. The lower, the better. No credit score needed. The less credible, the better, the greater the center. It, 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 your ways are not the ways of the world. In many ways, the polar opposite. Yet it is such a simple concept, but it seems so difficult and so hard for some. God, I pray that this word lands in the hearts, into the ears, into the souls and spirits of your people to help them live up to the potential that you placed within them. And God, for those that do not know you, for those who do not have a relationship with you or are seeking to strengthen that relationship, I pray that they pray this prayer with me, that they may come to know you and become in a relationship with you. And that prayer, pray this prayer with me, goes like this, God, I know I am a sinner, and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son Jesus gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price for my sin, and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. Father, we ask and pray this in your Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, you have accepted Christ into your life. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, a new beginning, a a, a, a slate that has wiped been wiped clean yesterday ended last night. I don't care what happened then. Today forward, you are a Christian. I strongly encourage you to immerse yourself in God's word, to study, show yourself approved, but to learn the word, the message, and how it can transform your life from one of misery to one of hope and love. A future being in the word is the only way because you will face challenges in this life, being equipped, doing the work in advance, studying and learning and knowing that is your best defense when the challenges, not if, come. I have one ask and one ask only of you. And that is this, please share this message with at least three people, three people of your choosing, whether they be laid on your heart or completely random. My aim, my goal, my motivation is to get God's word out to his people, to his people, to the lost, to have his message reach anyone and everyone so that they too may be saved and they too can experience a life of fulfillment of joy of peace of love that's it it's the only intent that's the only motivation will you do that for me i thank you in advance for sharing this message with three people thank you for joining we appreciate your love and support and i hope you can join us again next sunday until then go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thought stirred in the sharing of God's Word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, We ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then... Be well, blessed, and live a life one purpose.